What I love most about Mi Gente is our community and how important it is to take care of our own. Hey, it's Honey and Carolina. On our podcast, Life in Spanglish, we talk about how important being there for your loved ones is. Pero también sobre lo importante que es tener a alguien dispuesto a apoyarte cuando lo necesites, como lo hace State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Aprende más en es.statefarm.com. Life is full of surprises. Some good, some not so much. Hola, it's Honey. Hola, it's Carolina. Y sabes que estar preparado para cualquier cosa es importante. Whether that's in our roles as mothers, wives, businesswomen, or podcasters. On our show Life in Spanglish, you know that being open to unexpected turns has been an important part of our success. Pero we can use some help. Oh yes, la buena ayuda is welcome. Y si pasa algo, tranquilitos. Isn't it good knowing that with a State Farm agent you can worry less because someone will be personally invested in safeguarding your goals. Plus, they have the options to talk to a real person whenever a customer needs, especially when those unexpected turns come up. It's the personalized attention you can count on. Aprende más en es.statefarm.com. Como un buen vecino, State Farm está ahí. Welcome to the Custard TV podcast, brought to you by the team from www.thecustardtv.com, the home for all your TV news, and in this podcast, I'm joined, as always, by Matt in the North. Hello, Matt. Hello. Hello. A-up, I should say. A-up, yes. I should do my catchphrase. Stick to character, please. Uh, and my name is not Luke, and I am not the runner and uh, editor of the podcast. I'm Gary, the, the London one. Uh, Luke, at the moment, is testing out the waters of uh, whether he can launch himself to land on a comet. Um, oh. He's, he's going to be the first man-made lander on a and, comet. Uh, and- and at the moment, he's only made it to his local Comet and has bought a washing machine. Do you remember Radio Rentals? Yeah. Yeah, they don't exist anymore. I don't know why. Uh, and when you said Comet, I don't know. I'm entirely sure Comet exists. I don't think, I think Comet went under. So that, that's a gag for the 1990s listeners among you. Or the 1980s, as I would consider it, because, of course, I'm 10 years behind whenever I do jokes about uh, time. Yeah. From the home of TV news, interviews, and reviews, this is the Custard TV Podcast. The biggest news of the week in television world is the, the kerfuffle, I'm calling it, over the comedian, and I use that word in inverted commas, Dapper Laughs, uh, and, how, that, and how ITV yeah. have decided not to renew his ITV2 series Dapper Laughs on the Pool. Oh. Uh, for a second series, um, he, you saw. I don't know. If, did you catch the Newsnight interview? I did. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I was very reminiscent of the Diana interview by Martin <laughs> Sheer years ago, even to the point where he started crying at the end. I think. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have to say that I think me and you talked about this briefly before, and we were saying that neither of us really knew this program before all the the furore. It was something to do with. Um, a CD he was releasing or something like a charity CD. Yeah, that's and right. And it all he, blew up um, because he he um, he was doing had a, a go tour, at someone on it? Twitter. Yeah, it kicked off because um, he was doing a tour of universities, and a a feminist uh, pr- uh, started up a protest and a camp- online campaign a petition to have him banned from the university. Quite rightly so. This guy is quite a niche act. I think if anyone's seen him, yeah. and um, you know, you... that's a nice way to put. It. I think that's the nicest anyone's put it. Yeah. Niche act, <laughs> niche act, uh, and uh, the universities. You know, this is a, a universities are a place for protest and and lively debate. And I don't think his style of humour would have gone down particularly well. Um, so, though, whilst I'm calling her a feminist, I'm not complaining. I'm saying she's done the right thing. And yeah. this kind of spread and, and spiral down, and therefore. 
the 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 actor or the comedian who plays De- Daniel O'Reilly. Well done. I had forgotten that. Uh, he's killed the character, cancelled the yeah, yeah. closed down um, the Facebook and the Twitter and the. I mean, a part of this is him accusing ITV of like making him do certain things and. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, there were people, obviously, like a producer and someone from the channel, okaying what he was doing. Yeah. And I mean, I watched, I watched part of the one of the episodes just to see what all the fuss was about, and yeah. I'd have to say, it just it was, it just wasn't funny. And and I know we've mentioned on the past, like the fact that none of us are really the target market for Keith Lemon, but I can see why yeah. youngsters find him appealing in a way. But I can't see. The the thing with Dapper Laughs, Daniel O'Reilly at all. So I wonder now, you know, what he'll be doing. But I think the the uh, interesting thing was when me and Luke went to Edinburgh, mm. uh, the ITV2 panel, which yes. is Peter Fincham and the guy who runs all the ITV digital channels, and they were saying that now the ITV1, or just ITV, have lost all the football. Yeah. They're, make, they're trying to make ITV2 into this more male orientated channel you know they've got they've had plebs yeah and i suppose the job lot to an extent and i think is this one Zappalas this one was one, of, one there was this one release the hounds that was kind of like yeah, a very the hounds. a very yeah. kind of macho kind of game show wasn't it you know about and it wasn't male dominated but it certainly was very macho yeah it was uh reggie yates in the woods with some dogs that's right um but yeah this this seems to be one of their new commissions for this new look itv2 yeah and I think they, yes. Yeah, sorry, go on. I was going to say, in my opinion, that the, the fault really lies with I think ITV2 in rebranding have gone out there and gone. Who's the biggest guy on Twitter? Who's got loads of followers on yeah. Snapchat and Vine? Vine. And he yeah. he is there is a there is a a audience in America. I don't think it's so much in this country where Vine is actually seen as almost like a little celebrity making. And if you're yeah. on Vine. People like Jesse Smiles and uh, Marcus Long and Thomas Sanford. Uh, these people do comedic vines that that, that reach a huge audience. Well, I, I mean, I watched some of his original vines and they're not funny. No, but you can see that they're nowhere near see, as effective. Yeah, yeah. When you're as, looking as at, um, we need like a laddish comedian for a show. Yeah. You know. He's a sort of internet sensation in a way. I can see what you mean. Yeah, and, but, and this is yeah. what I'm saying. Some people in ITV2 just did that and didn't really look into what his humour, his character was about. Mm. And as you say, I'd be surprised if they watched more than three Vines or th- read three from all tweets before they commissioned the guy to do a series. And, and, and they have given him free reign. I don't blame him in no. the same way that I think the nation has. I yeah. think he's been vilified. He's vilified. the full guy. Yeah, he's vilified, been, he's yeah, been vilified. And I, I, I think I feel, I feel slightly sorry for him um, because some of the feedback has been, you know, but but again, some of the things he tweeted and said as that character were horrible. He he, mm. he glorified rape. That's mm. disgusting. But don't think you really need to be attacking the guy quite so much if he no. was quite, if he was blinded by the internet sensation. Yeah. But anyway, moving on. We'll talk to you about on. that one. Uh, the I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Lineup has been confirmed. Um, there are two groups. I understand. I have the, the names here. So we'll okay. very quickly go through these. So one will uh, be going to the Celebrity Slammer on the first night, and the other yeah. will be going to a final, and the other group will enjoy a final night of luxury before they go into the okay. Group A is uh, musician Tinchy Strider. Big fan, big, aren't you, Gary? Big, big fan of Tinchy. 
Uh, Especially seeing as uh, he's recently collaborated with the Chuckle Brothers. Yes. I'm hoping that we'll make some sort of uh, surprise uh, announcement to yeah. join them. That'd be great. Uh, Northerner, Melanie Sykes. I say Northerner because I can't really remember why she's famous apart from... Uh, Boddington's... Oh, that's it. And, uh, well, no, she does. She did Des and Mel, didn't she? That's now she true. does uh, Gino and Mel. Uh, yeah. And she also did a radio show with Alan Carr. Oh, well, I didn't know radio that. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. Jimmy Bullard, footballer of uh, quirky fame. Um, I don't know him. No, I've he, never heard of him. He's a footballer with a bit of character. Is he? Is he known in football circles, sort of, not, as a character? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He, you know what? I don't know if you ever watch Sky Sports. I know you're not a big football fan. No. But you're. Are you aware that they have these bits where the, the uh, players walk towards the screen when they do the team lineups? No. Okay, fine. Well, then you won't know that he did a series of hilarious ones, and it. Oh, okay. And I'll move on. Um, former BBC News presenter and presenter of Nine Nine Nine, Michael Burke. Yeah, that's the big shock, I think, of the, yeah. the big surprise of. Um... I noticed that. Um, I think it was Russell. Somebody on Twitter was having a go at Michael. Jack Whitehall. That's it, Jack Whitehall. Uh, because Michael Burke had said that Jack Whitehall's humour was the basis, and you know, was was celebrity stalking and things like that. And now here's Michael Burke going off into the jungle. Hmm. Uh, Kendra Wilkinson, who, according to this, is a Playboy bunny who was once married to Hugh Hefner, or going wasn't out... wasn't married to it, going yeah, out she was with one Hugh of his girlfriends. She's done uh, a few uh, reality shows in the States, I think. They did that Girls of the Playboy Mansion, uh, didn't they, famously, on E! And I think she's done stuff since then as I'm, well. I'm not sure I can agree with the fact that she's on E, uh, Matt, but, uh, oh, okay. I, I, you know, those are rumours. E, e! exclamation mark, uh, the channel. E! exclamation mark. Thank you for, for our lawyers. Thank you for uh, confirming that one. Group B is led by, well, I don't know if it's led by, but first up is Carl Fogarty, uh, former Moto, MotoGP uh, British champion. Mm. Um, don't know much about him personally. Vicky Michelle. Uh, oh. Let's get the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Rene. Oh, no. Nice. Oh, no, that's more... Oh, that was a, that was a bit intimidating. That's... <laughs> yeah, that's the other one. The other one had the really raspy voice. I've got a bit of a cold. Jimmy LeBon. Yes, indeed. Uh, Vi- Vicky Michelle was, you know, say this. Uh, she, no, she wasn't say this only once. No, no, she was a bit. She, that's what her catchphrase was. Oh, and yeah. um, So that would be interesting. Uh, Craig Charles of Red Dwarf and more recently yeah. Coronation Street fan. Fine. Yeah, I think he'll be quite good on it. I think he'll he's my pick to win at the moment. Yeah, he, he certainly will be the more cheery, and I reckon he will be the one that keeps the... Uh, Keeps the spirits up, uh, hopefully. Nadia Ford. Now, I'm not familiar with this person's work. Are you aware of who yeah, that is? I, I've done some research. Well, I've read some stuff. Uh-huh. Digital Spy did a good article on who is Nadia Ford, and apparently she's an Irish model whose biggest claim to fame is having a bit of a thing with Rory McIlroy. Towie, again, the word star, Gemma Collins. Uh, mm. I have a feeling she'll be doing a number of tra- uh, of tasks. Yeah, she's the big girl from out of Towie. She's the sort of non yeah. photogenic, I... less photogenic one. I think it's a bit. I think people have been a bit harsh to her on Twitter. I don't know if you've seen any of the sort of Twitter no. pictures. Some have done like a really sort of chubby version of the Little Mermaid oh. and put Gemma Collins in the jungle. I think it's just a bit mean. I... And to me, she always seemed. I mean, I watched Towie to begin with. Right. And and to me, I I always thought she was one of the ones that had more character to her than just like like Joey Essex last year was just irritating. You know, he plays a character, yeah. and he, even Mark Wright to an extent, I can't sort of take seriously as a person. You mean now Mark, Mark Wright, presenter and DJ? Yes, <laughs> that's the one. That's the one. Uh, Are you looking forward to this generally then, Gary, I'm a celeb? I'm not a big I'm a celeb fan. I think, for me, I don't like the idea of it being shown concurrently over a number now, of nights I know and things this, like that. Yeah. I know this is an old gag, but is that where Luke is? 
<laughs> Funnily enough, two years ago, we made that exact same joke. Yeah, yeah. If, if you think this podcast doesn't recycle <laughs> materials, we do. Uh, go back and listen to exactly this it's podcast. It's Friday, the recycling has to go out, surely. I know. We're, we're green on this podcast. <laughs> we're, we're very green. Yeah. Uh, Talking about Strictly, as we did very briefly there, there's going to be a Christmas special. Some previous winners and contestants. In fact, they're all all previous contestants, not winners. Uh, Rachel Stevens. uh, I've put Russell Grant twice on this. Let me just find You have. But he's a big bloke. There's enough of him to go around. Uh, Lewis Smith, Russell Grant, Lisa Riley, and Chris Hollins. Now, right. And there's one more. um, Chris Hollins and Rachel Stevens won, didn't they? Uh, Rachel Stevens didn't win, the other two won. Very popular BBC Two drama, Peaky Blinders, starring Cillian Murphy. Killian, yeah, that one. Killian, Killian? Killian, Cillian. I think it's Killian. Killian, 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 uh, is returning for a third series of Peaky Blinders. I've not got into this, but I have to admit, I have been tempted because I've heard good things and I've heard it's my sort of Yeah, Sophie Alice Baxter, by the way. Ah, of course, Murder on the Dance Floor jokes can come back. That's good. Uh, the uh, also the detectorists. Uh, oh, really glad about this. I'll talk about yeah. detectorists more later on. Me and I, I sort of did a catch up on it, and then Luke's done the same this mm-hmm. week. And it's just, I, I don't know how many are left on the iPlayer, but I would recommend going back to it. And I'm so so glad. I think there's a sort of small following for it, but I'm so glad that yeah. you know it's it's coming back. It's such a just a joyous programme. I'll talk about it a little more in a bit, a little bit. Indeed. But that, that'll be coming back for BBC Four, uh, which is really good, written and starring Mackenzie Crook. And the reboot of Homeland has been successful. They've gained a fifth series. Uh, I've heard good things about series four. Have you been watching it? I think Luke has. I watched the first two. Right. I might try and catch up with it at some point. But yeah, Luke's got... Luke, Luke has sort of... Overtaken uh, both. Obviously. Yeah, in American TV. Yeah, yeah. He's, watching, he's watching 30 Rock at the moment as well. Good uh, some cancellations. Not a big surprise that uh, the Karen Gillan programme Selfie was cancelled in America. Anyone who saw the trailer will know what on a. Do we know what network it was on? Uh, I have, ABC, I have, NBC. It was MB, I think it was ABC off the top of my head. But whichever network it was, cr- thankfully they killed it before it went too far. And um, BBC gymnastics programme Tumble has. Uh, yeah, has come out, out. has uh, fallen at the first hurdle. Ah. No, no, come on. That probably means that uh, you're probably going to get uh, some other uh, show next year from the BBC. Um, or if we're really struggling, the return of uh, the one that was hosted by Gabby Logan. Oh, no. Not I Love My I Country. I Love My Country. Right? Oh, God, <laughs> no. Uh, not long after Netflix have started doing their own American shows, they've announced that they're going to do their own first British-made show called The Crown. It's going to be a ten-part series based on the British monarchy, uh, not the pub down the road. It's based on a play called The Audience, which was uh, one starring Helen Mirren as the Queen, like she played Queen in uh, The Queen. (laughs) The Audience was famously that play where she had to go at someone... Oh, no, it wasn't the one where she had to go at someone being on the phone. It was the one where she went outside halfway through to go at the busker. Yes. Dressed as the Queen. Um... Basically, yeah, it's a ten-part look, I think, at Queen Elizabeth II, and it, as I say, it's written by um, Peter Morgan, I believe, the writer of The Queen. Excellent. So that'll, that'll be... That's the longest... So we, we have no idea time, when it's coming out. No, the most time someone said The Queen in a, in a minute, I think. Yes. One more time. The Queen. Thank you. Uh, Channel 4 are going to air a special goggle box where Steph and Dom interview Nigel Farage. That's either going to be brilliant or awful. Well, it's, sort of, it's, it's, it's not a good, yeah. 
It's not a goggle boxes per se. It's a special one-off yeah. where Nigel Farage visits Stefan Dom and they sort of grill him about issues and stuff. Things and stuff. Good. Uh, another uh, uh, news from America is that the series Forever, currently showing on Sky 1 in the UK, has been given a whole series. We've talked in depth before about America. Uh, if you don't if you do, do well, you get your first initial pilot. If you do well after that, you get your 12. If you do better, you get your 24. So that's good news for forever. And good news for Sky. They seem to have done quite well this year. The, uh, the nominations for the British Comedy Award have been announced. Uh, you can find information out there, but I'll just give you the brief highlights. Uh, Matt Berry has been up, up for six awards. Uh, star of Toast in London. Some of them are Toast in London, isn't it? It's yeah. Toast in London and Matt Berry. Right. Um, and um, Harry Enfield and Paul Whitehouse's Harry and Paul story of the, for the has had four nominations. Yeah, uh, the two. That's right. Berry's got three nominations himself, as you say. Yeah. Uh, Would I lie to you? Has received four nominations and team captains yeah. David Mitchell and Lee Mack. I mean, uh, I'm quite I'm glad. Having a look here at what they've chosen this year, I think it's a strong... I mean, best sitcom, you've got Moon Boy, which we love. Yeah. Uh, the Trip to Italy, which was good. Toast of London, which we're House fans of... House of Fools had its moment. It was a and House of Fools had its moment. And then comedy drama is such a good category, Inside yeah. Number 9. Rev. You see, the thing is, though, they've got The Wrong Mans, which was on last year, which is a bit odd having that yeah. in best for this year. But they are obviously... It's coming back for a Christmas special. I don't know if you've seen the trailers. Yes, on, yes, I saw the pictures. Um, with them in prison. Um, and Uncle, which you really liked as well. Yes, Uncle, which should be coming back for a second series. At second and, and Best New Comedy, Inside Number 9, Wrong Man's Toast, and, and Man Down, which is another one that was all right. Um, so, yeah, it'll be on around about Christmas. Uh, Jonathan Ross will be hosting and hopefully staying out of controversy. Uh, so we'll give you some uh, information about the winners when they are. Are announced. And lastly in the news, uh, Broadchurch 2 is coming. Uh, you may well have seen some trailers on the television or on the websites. At the moment, I've only seen really the sort of like the coastline and the words Broadchurch. Yeah, well, it's um, the end is where it begins. I think that right. was the, tra- the trailer tagline that they had. Yeah, I mean, it's very much a teaser. It was on at the end of, de- you know, during the breaks of the last Downton. Yeah. Um, just I think it's to, so I... on during X Factor as well, though that's probably not its key mm. audience. I, also, ITV Encore is rerunning Series 1, which, again, I think is great news, because if you haven't seen Broadchurch, where, which rock have you been hiding under? Uh, go watch it now and be ready. To me, that means that maybe Series 2 will run over from Series 1. But, you know, if they're promoting it that way, you know, yeah. it looks to me like Although, the, the Danny Latimer murder has not been fully solved. It, to me as well, seems that um, ITV Encore are already running out of ideas. Oh, yeah. Can I guess okay. the credit? Yeah. I remember Danny Latimer's name. Oh, well done. It's Luke. I tell you, it's Luke. He puts me off. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, handing over for the reviews, I'm handing over to Matt. Okay, so to- starting off, we t- sort of talked about a uh, quite a dark, murdery drama, The Fool. Uh, have we seen this, Gary? Because yes. it was only on last night. It was on last so night, could... and uh, an- another 2.4 million people watched it as well. Yeah, um, which is down, I believe. I think it was like... Yeah, but like I, I still think it's a good number. It's a good number for yeah, BBC sure. Two, but the the overnight for the the opening episode was something like three and a half million. Oh, I thought that like was that. the consolidated, but I could be wrong. Hmm. It'll be interesting to see when we get the consolidated. Anyway, this was the uh, Gillian Anderson, uh, Jamie Dornan crime serial killer drama. Yeah. My main issue with the fall, and I think I've said it before on this podcast, is that both of the lead characters 
are very sort of cold, distant. Obviously, yes. you know, Jamie Dornan's Paul, he's a serial killer, so you're not going to like him anyway, really. Um, but Gillian Anderson, has Stella, her name is, isn't it? Um, and her um, character is very standoffish, but I think very sort played, of ice maiden. Uh, yeah, I think she plays I mean, it I, I, I've got no problem. I think both the, uh, Jamie Dornan, to me, has grown as an actor and in this series really sort of shone. Yeah. Although I think they... The the joy of the character last series was the fact that he sort of switched from this charming, you know, likable grief counsellor to a serial killer um, who was, you know, this crazy man almost. Uh, but here, he, he was even sort of crazy in his normal scenes, like that scene on the train, for example. Yeah, that was, that um, was creepy. I mean, basically, the story is a continuation of her sort of trying to find him. This yeah. is the operation to find... He's killed about three, four women at this... I think he's killed three women, he's, and there was that one who... One got away. Um, who, who's struggling to remember exactly what happened. Yes. I mean, I, what I like about The Fall is its visuals. I like yeah. the visual set pieces. They do very well. But I almost felt like this. The, the story was going backwards. You know, she was struggling to get approval. You know, there was another review coming. Yeah. The budget was being slashed. Um, but, but this uh, is yeah. why I like the fault. It's realistic. Mm. That that happens yeah. in the world of policing. You know, in any public sector or even private yeah. sector, yeah. it's about Some of money. It's realistic, but then you've got the bits with Paul, like you know, colouring yeah. photo fit of himself and going, "Does this look like me now?" Mm. Uh, but, and but the he, bit at the end where he went into the woman's bed. Yeah, you know, he's took the do- her daughter to the toilet and then got in their bed. Oh, I know. It is very strange. The other thing that I like, and, and, I, and I'm not trying to make this a, a, a scene inappropriate, but I liked the scene in the bathroom with Gillian Anderson and her, her first sort of, you know, uh, one of the recruits that she made in the first series. Oh, yeah. Gillian Anderson is practically getting changed mm. in there. Now, there's no nudity, so I'm not being inappropriate. But that is a real-life situation. You know, mm. people have those kind of conversations. Well, yeah. We started our company, Girls Who Do Interiors, before we even graduated design school. And we turned to Chase for Business to build along with us. They had everything from banking to payment acceptance to credit cards all in one place. And with the Chase mobile app, our business is wherever we are. It's made for business owners who build to inspire. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours. Real customers compensated. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member of FDIC. Deck your home with Blinds.com DIY or let us install Free design consultation Plus free samples and free shipping Ho, ho, ho! Blinds.com invented a better way to buy custom high-quality window treatments with no showroom mock-ups or waiting around for quotes from pushy salespeople, saving you time and money for the holidays with upfront pricing right on our website. Go right now to Blinds.com. Satisfaction guaranteed. Satisfaction guaranteed. Shop Blinds.com's Green Monday sale. Get up to 45% off. Plus doorbuster deals. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
I mean, if you watch Scott and Bailey, that's basically what they do every week on Scott and Bailey. They have whole conversations in the toilets. Yeah, and, and you know, we, we all know that situation happens, and I thought it was very interesting. One of the things that... It, okay, there are there is one thing about the, the fall that annoys me, and uh, I'll recreate it here. Mammy! 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 I'm afraid the kids are a little bit too shrill. Yeah. Um, and whether it's the Irish accent, I don't know. But uh, it, it just it grates on me a little bit. And... As you said, his relationship now with his family, he's now estranged from them mm. because of the admission that he was having an affair with the babysitter. The babysitter. Even who, though it no. turns out they weren't really, uh, and they never actually... Oh, no, he, he pinned her down, didn't he, in the end of that? He did, you know. yeah, but that nothing. they've never actually had an affair. But it looks like she she knows. Yes, or she's guessing. That, yeah, she's guessed... Yeah. Um, the other, the other character they've kind of reintroduced you to is towards the end of last series, Gillian Anderson tracked down someone who had been attacked and was actually a former girlfriend of Jamie, daughter's character. And right at the end of this first episode, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it yet, she is visited by Jamie Dorner's character. Yeah, um, as I said. At, at, in his serial killer get-up as well. You know, he's kind of, you know, hooded and mm. stalking and he got into her flat and, and things like that. So... That's going to be interesting. It was slow, and I'm sure that annoys some people. Yeah, the fall, still interested to see where it goes, but I, I'm not as into it as Gary is. I think you enjoy it more than I do. Yeah. Uh, I'll quickly move on to something I don't think you've seen yet, Babylon. Yes, I haven't, so carry on. Okay. Um, Babylon is, um, well, it's the full series of uh, Danny Boyle-directed police satire that we saw first in February as a 90-minute pilot, and I think at the time, all three of us were quite sceptical of it, weren't we? None yeah, I, I, I didn't get through the full 90 minutes, I have to be brutally honest with that with you. I have to say that definitely an improvement. I think part of the reason is that they didn't have 90 minutes to fill. You know, this is an hour, so it's about 45 when you take out the breaks. They've concentrated it much more on the PR side of, of the police. What I don't like is that the characters outside of the main, like James Nesbitt and his colleagues, outside of that, you've got police on the ground sort of thing. And their stories, I'm I'm not that interested in, if I'm honest. James Nesbitt, um, who we'll probably talk about in a little bit as well, is brilliant in this. His delivery of like the sarcastic lines are, are, are spot on. Nicola Walker's also joined the cast this time around, and I think she's great. It, most of it's centred around a prison riot, and there were some brilliant lines about stuffed crust pizza. Right. that you have to go and watch. Uh, but it, at the same time, there's still problems with it. But it, it's definitely slicker, the comedy is sharper. Yeah. And I think it knows it, because I think the problem we had last time was with the tone of it as well, but I think it knows what it wants to be now. So, And it's Sam Bain and Jesse Armstrong who write it, and, you know, Peep Show, Fresh Mink, so they are yeah. reliable hands. Would you say that if I didn't like the 90 minute, I should give the pilot a go and, and the first series episode? Oh, or? Yeah, give... Give that, give the episode a go because it's not, you know, it's about forty, forty-five minutes. So give it a go and see what you think. Um, I will do that. Okay, uh, moving on to um, Doctor Who. Yes, with the series finale. Oh, it's oh. So good, we can say that without Luke moaning. I know, yeah. Uh, we could even say uh, season finale. Because <gasps> he's not. Don't say that. Okay. As, as I said last week, you're someone who's been watching Doctor Who for ages. Yes. So. You can tell me what you thought of the there finale. Was, there were certainly some good bits in this uh, this season finale. I wasn't a big fan of the Danny storyline. 
uh, where Danny came back as a Cyberman, but a Cyberman that for some reason seemed to be very still connected to his human part, and there was very emotional scenes with him and Clara where he was saying, you know, come on, shut me down or whatever. Um, there was some nice kind of there was some lovely interplay humour between Missy and Doctor Who. Yeah, I do believe they're going to have to bring her back. She was too good in that role. Yeah, although and, and she yeah. had bits in previous episodes. Really, she only got this double header. She needs more. You need to see her. And um, I think the Mary Poppins thing was brilliant with the whole oh, um, yeah. umbrella into the graveyard yes. thing she did. Yeah, and that, it was that, nice that, to have like a hint to the brigadier as well. In I was going to say that that to me, and that that that's kind of I was a big fan of uh, Patrick Troutman and the brigadier storyline uh, when I went back a lot to watch the old Doctor Who when I got to about fifteen sixteen. So uh, a big nod to that. Um, I would say decent episode, much better series than I was expecting. Got much better as it carried on. I'm looking forward to the Christmas episode. It's always a big Nick Frost in my and Santa. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see, and I think it could be uh, it could be a, a hint to what we do in the next series, whether Clara's character is actually even in the Christmas hmm. episode, uh, because by the looks of it, she's not. Because at the end of the episode, it was kind of implied that her and the Doctor were going their separate ways. Yeah. Overall, I would give this series of the Doctor Who a solid B+. Have you told your friends about this podcast? No. Well, tell them now. The Custard TV Live. So we'll talk about a couple of US shows, if we yep. uh, starting with Stalker. Yes, indeed. Uh, Stalker is a new American program starting on Sky Living. It stars Maggie Q, who was in uh, Nikita for a few years. Uh, she stars as an expert FBI uh, analyst in uh, stalking. She actually runs a unit at the FBI specifically designed to help people with that. Uh, the trailer for this made it look like a really good show. The reviews haven't been good. I have to say, I was impressed by the first episode. My problem with this show is it's like a very good episode of another series. It doesn't really merit a series on its own. Stalking is such a niche thing. It's like this could be a good episode of, you know, or NYPD Blue or LA Law. You know, there's only so many times we're going to be able to say, oh, this person was being stalked and things like that. Um, so overall, good episode. I'm not sure how the premise and the idea is going to make the series last, but I will watch episode two to see how it progresses. Okay, and the newsroom. Uh, I love the newsroom. Aaron Sorkin, if you stop making television shows, I will probably go. He, he has said yeah, that he will. I know, but I'm going to. I'm publicly saying now I will go on a hunger strike if he stops making television. Uh, for at least 20 minutes. Uh, season 3 started on Wednesday night this week. It started around the Boston Marathon bombings from about a year and a bit ago. Uh, the way in which this show works is it's working in not in real time, so they get to cover news events from like a year ago as if they're happening now. So we know what's going to happen, and it's how it unfolds is the main premise of the newsroom. Uh, a lot of people didn't like Series 2. I did. Um, and I think there's a few people out there that think that this is dying a death slowly and is a bit of a lame duck. But uh, I really love the writing and the acting. Uh, I'll just briefly talk about um, Detectress, which yes. we mentioned earlier. Uh, just, I mean, we talked about it, didn't we, in the, when it's first episode, and we all we all watched it, and we thought, oh, this is, you know, it's quite quaint. Yeah. Didn't really laugh, but we all sort of enjoyed it. And I, I decided to go back and watch it, and I'm glad I did, because it just sort of gets better when you get to know the characters a bit more. There is that subtle humour, but there are also some laugh-out-loud moments. And I look, Mackenzie Crook obviously wrote and directed it, and he brought all the stories together perfectly in the final episode. And the, the final 
three minutes, I just I absolutely loved what he did. It was just something really sort of different for a sitcom. And uh, I, I say I would recommend if you can find the rest of the series to go and watch it. Um, it's out on DVD. Uh, Luke has written a little bit on the website about it I'm as well, which I, I recommend. Just about to say there was there's something on the website about that. Yeah. well done for doing that. Uh, go there. It's uh, thecustardtv.com. Dot com. Uh, we'll move on now, finally, to our uh, reality TV section. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> X Factor this week. I think the biggest story was the fact that Lee Nelson invaded the stage. Yet, um, well, I'm not sure that was the biggest story coming out of it. It certainly was the biggest story on the night. I think the biggest on story on was... Saturday on the Saturday show. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. I, okay. Of, of the Saturday show. Uh, I thought I was the ninth member of Stereo Kicks. Sort of. So you're, you're I'm like number twelve. So I watched it with friends and they've got like a TiVo. So we re- it was like, what's the? Because I oh, we literally back. only saw Louis Wall shaking his fist. That was the hilar- I, that was I, so hilarious. I I actually missed this. I was watching, but I don't think mm. I actually saw him getting on stage. So Simon was Simon got up and was just like, get to the security, get him off. Yeah. And Louis was shaking his fist really angrily. I but I've there got are... to say this, okay, because this mm. happened to you. Didn't this happen last year when somebody during Britain's Got Talent managed to throw a rotten eggs at him or something? Yeah. What's going now, on with a, security at these there's things? A sto- there's a story here. Uh, apparently, there is a rumour that it was a setup that Lee Nelson yeah. and Simon Cowell had met for um, dinner and I think had discussed it. There is a rumour going around that obviously, how did he get about security? The thing with the girl and the eggs was that she was in the orchestra that were playing during one of the performances. Sure. So she literally got up out of her seat, had had some, had some eggs in, in the bag she bought on stage with her, I'm assuming, and just or in her case yeah. of whatever she was playing, and just threw eggs at them. But this was, this was you know, someone who got past backstage security, managed to get on stage, yeah. and it was like, it turned out to be someone, you know, who's known for pranks and japes, and he's someone quite well known. And I think um, that it was a setup. Oh, you used the uh, word well known, and it's least literal. Yeah, I mean, he's before done. Didn't he do something where he tried to pass himself off as a member of the England team or something? Yeah, he's done that. He also managed coach. to get on um, on Sky Sports News during transfer deadline day uh, a couple of times by pretending to be a footballer signing for the club or trying to get in there. He's done a number of these things. I think I think Lee Nelson Lee Nelson was a guy who had a series on BBC Three. Um, mm. And I think he's gone well, through a good show. Yeah, the well, good show or something like that. Um, I'm beginning to get a little tired of this. I have to say, this whole idea of trying to get yourself on television on other shows to further your career. <laughs> have a talent, you know. If you've got a talent, go and use it. Don't try and jump on someone else's. You know, I'm not a big fan of stereo kicks, but I feel bad for them that they got yeah. interrupted and they but might, I think they might a... have lost their spot. Because they could have, they could have fallen apart. But I think that that helped them in a way get through to the next week. It oh. mirrored the fact that their version of uh, "You Are Not Alone" wasn't great. They, they stand out for me. If you read my charts on the website yes. every uh, Saturday night, Sunday morning, uh, Fleur again, who I think should win. Fleur for me is the con- consistent performer. I think Andrea is going to win. I think. Well, I think Fleur should. Well, win. I think there's there's three. I, I personally, I think Lauren should win, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but yeah, I think Fleur or the Italian guy whose name escapes me. Andrea. Andrea. But Fleur, Fleur to me is the best all rounder. She can sing, she can dance, and she's the one who, to me, makes the most of being on live TV every week for three minutes. You know that performance of uh, "Will You Be There," 
yeah. by Michael Jackson was just superb, and her thriller last week. Well, not as good as mine, but not as good as, not yours, as, good but as okay. mine. Um, but uh, we'll go on. I think you were alluding to the Sunday show with Paul. Yeah. Atkinson. I think um, if you're an X Factor fan rather than a fan of television, this is the bigger tragedy. Mm. Um, a guy. Who, I mean, yeah. Look, this guy must have wronged Louis Walsh in a. Yeah. Life. Yeah. Uh, he yeah, really I must do. have done. Louis kept him out of his live show selection last year, uh, and this year basically sent him home, pretty much. Well, he, he took it back to... Uh, I think Jay should have got... I'm not a big fan of Jay's at all. Or Ben. Um, I don't mind but, Ben. Jay, I don't yeah. understand. Ben, at least, I have some understanding of who he is and, you know, things like that. But, no, I don't I don't understand Jay. I don't know whether Jay got through because of the sympathy, because of his bad throat, and he's, and he, yeah. he's doing a lot of... Um, well, he was in the stuff. bottom two, so he he was like, what are we, nine, nine now? So he's yeah. like eight, eight out of nine. And I, I think it's a bit... Uh, interesting that Britain on Memorial Weekend will vote out the guy who used to be in the Navy. Yeah. Well done, Britain. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on to Strictly. Uh, this week, uh, Alison Hammond left. This yes. was the week before Blackpool. Um, any any sort of highlights from Strictly this week? Um, no, I, I, I must admit, as as the week has gone on, Strictly has kind of gone out of my brain a bit. Um, I mean, I enjoyed Zoe lot- Ball again. Yeah, uh, and she's on this week as well. So I suppose that was good. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of in that mid phase of Strictly where I, yeah. I'm not sure which week we're in. I'm not sure how many are left. Well, we're going say, for the Black fact Ball they've got Blackpool kind of for me means right. Okay, well I now have that kind of halfway to the end. Yeah. So. And talking of halfway points, The Apprentice. We said yeah. last week we would give our sort of half-term appraisals. Okay. Well, let, let's let's look at them. I mean, on the website, uh, the uh, contributor. Who I probably should name check. Sheena Harrington. Sheena Harrington writes an excellent review and a, a good section called Tool or Talent. Let's see where we agree with these. So, with the boys, there's Felipe, who she could see. I like talent. Felipe. I like Felipe. Do you like Felipe? Yeah, but he's not going to win. Felipe likes Felipe. Felipe loves Felipe. Uh, Denial or Daniel. Uh, to me, although he is a tool, I think I did agree with Lord Sugar. At least he's got the guts to stand up. Yeah, he's got the fire. Um, Sanjay. She says talent. I really like Sanjay. He's he's, he's background. No, but I, no, I think Solomon's the background. Uh, talking of project manager, we have James. Um, yeah, who who didn't win it? You know, he basically didn't know what he was doing. He didn't know anything about the product and just spent most of the task arguing with Bianca. To be fair, what he did do was he took control. He argued with Bianca. He shut Roshin down in the uh, in the when she was making the pitch because he didn't like it. And he, he was right in the sense that Bianca made a horrible mistake in offering mm. exclusivity to a huge part of London. But to be fair, she was only copying his example as well. But his was a postcode. Yeah. His was a borough. Um, uh, okay, Mark, so... It was interesting, Mark, once again, um, I, I agree. With, unfortunately, I did agree with Daniel's appraisal of him. Mark seems to throw shells over the borderline, but doesn't actually... T- I, I, I like Mark. He's one of my, my favourites to win, I think, at this point. I think he did really well to sell as many copies of their game as he did to Toys R Us. Yes. And in the last week as well, where he was trying to negotiate with one of the castles, they were going, doing the tour around. I want I to see him become right. project manager. It looks He's like he will. Ne- it looks like Mark and Bianca are the leaders yeah. next week. Uh, Bianca, we talked about. Lauren, uh, yeah, again... I like like Lauren. My problem with Lauren is I do agree with a lot of what Pamela said. I don't know what she does. 
I, I, I mean, can't see he, he watched, concrete evidence of what she's done. She, to me, is very clever and knows where they've gone wrong, but won't speak up enough. I mean, she said about like the game being sleazy. Uh, you know, she warned her basically. She yeah. does this. She, um, but I, I think it was unfair. I think the sort of criticism that she's been hiding, I think that's unfair because she did uh, really well at that tour last week as well, didn't she? Indeed. Katie, uh, the Northerner, uh, had a quiet week, but she signed some good talent before. And uh, I agree yeah. with uh, the, uh, the the writing here. Rossine has zombie eyes. Uh, for business brain. For business brain. And yeah, I love her. Um, you know, it was basically her, she won the task this week. She did them. do very well. It was her, it was her okay, game. Okay, who's in your final, th- final two? I'd say um, I'm going to go out on a, re- a limb, Lauren and Rosheen. Okay, I'm going with Mark and Katie. Okay. So we'll have to see. We haven't got a lot of previews. Uh, first one is an interesting one. Um, today, in fact, Ripper Street is Oh, back. yeah. I haven't checked my Amazon. In fact, uh, uh, do you want to do it now? Yeah, let's, let's do that now. I'll check so this was, this was cancelled by the BBC, and this was interestingly picked up by Amazon Prime. Um, and it's going to be uh, shown by the BBC in a new year, but uh, Amazon Prime subscribers are the only ones who are going to be able to get these sort of full episodes. Gary, is it up there? I'm just checking. Keep going. It's taking me a while just to log in, so keep <laughs> going and I'll tell you. Saturday night, Atlantis returns for uh, Series 2. Yep. No. Uh, Ripper but... Street Season 3 is on Amazon. The first two episodes are available. Uh, I believe they're going to release one a week from now on, but uh, you can also watch Season 1 and 2. So that's a good benefit. So if you want to get into Ripper Street, you can do so. We've talked about it already, but just a reminder that I'm a Celebrity Returns a Sunday night nine on ITV. Yep. My favourite programme of the last few years yep. um, returns BBC Three, ten o'clock on Monday, that being Some Girls. I might have to watch it just so I can write another scathing review. Stand by your computer's uh, internet, you, you, internet you warriors. You never know, I might love it. You never know, yep. you know, they might have turned it into a... You know, they might have turned it into another detectorist style. I, I, I can only hope that for, you know, we talk about peace in the Middle East. I can only hope that Luke uh, will let you write your, your article that uh, puts you and some girls back together where you should be. And and last one, just interesting, while Channel 4 are airing um, 24 Hours in Police Custody on Monday nights, they've got this Confessions of a Copper, which is 10 o'clock on Wednesday. And basically, this is candid interviews with people who were police in the in the 70s and 80s um basically sort of gene hunt style of policing uh so this will be quite interesting i think yes and that's it for the previews it's quite a quiet week um so oh no i just need to say uh the last episode of 24 hours in custody was great i i have to say if you were to ask me what my favorite show of 2014 is at the moment i'm going to say that I'll have to catch up with it. I've only watched the first two. It is very good. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Uh, You can download it from thecustardtv.com or from iTunes, where you can leave us a lovely five-star review. Why don't you go on? Uh, You can also follow us on Twitter. You can follow Luke at LukeCustardTV. You can follow me at at Show, and you can follow Matt at... Matt's TV Bites. You can also Uh, like us on Facebook. I should mention that. Uh, I know that there's no such thing as Zbox anymore. Uh, really? uh, do you want to go back to your MySpace account? No? We're on um, the other one, Instagram. Instagram. Oh, we're on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. The um, Cluster TV on Instagram. I don't know whether Luke... And maybe Luke... Tell, you, tell your friends about us. Yeah. Um, 
stand outside your front door and, and just play the podcast. I think I, I haven't done a oh hell no today. Do you, you want to get that out of the way? Oh, ha- oh absolutely no. I think Luke's going to insert a, a different one this week. I think we're going to get a hell to the no. Oh. Hell to the no. Uh, are we finishing with the song, Gary? No, we're not finishing with the song. Oh, Disney. come on! No, 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 no! Hail to the no! But it feels quite disconcerting now. Why? That you haven't said any- you haven't sung anything. It feels like we can't end it until until you've, fin- well, you've sung. We'll just sit here until it- until we both get bored. Then <laughs> I'm not I'm not singing. I'm putting my foot down. Oh, there. come on, Gary! Sing something. I've got a little bit of a sore throat. First cut is the deepest. I've got a bit of a sore throat. You sing it. Yeah. No. We'll see you next week, listen. Yes, we'll see you next week where we'll be talking about, well... Yeah. Where Gary will be singing yeah, a new I, song. Yeah, I will sing next time, yeah. Okay. Guaranteed. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay, then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today.